So my name is Chanel. I'm 21 years old. I just turned 21. I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, my favorite song. I th- Wait, did you want me to do that? Yes, of course. Okay. My favorite song at the moment is Anxiety by Megan Thee Stallion. Um, I actually, I just got my, um, you know how they send you like the Spotify rap, the Apple music. I just got mine. It was full of Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion, that's my girl too, though. I ain't gonna lie. I felt seen when she dropped that. What? I think everybody feels seen. And I know the whole world was against her. Then her mother died. She had all that, y'all, we finna move to the icebreakers. This is when she really, this is when we really figure out she gonna pass the pop check, y'all. <laughs> The first question I have today is what fictional world would you want to visit and why? Oh, that would be fun, too. I was like, imagine you opening the curtains and you see like people flying by your window, throwing cards and stuff. That would be real fun. It would be a hot mess, but like it would be fun. But you're going to wake up and you're going to see a big old hole in the wall. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to wake up and see like the world just flipped upside down. He's like, who car is that on my porch? Literally. Ah, touche. Touche. If you could instantly become an expert in something, what would it be? All right. I don't know what it's called, but you know the people who are like into herbs and like healing and stuff? Like the oh, people you say like, I got a headache, I've been tired, and they tell you exactly what to take? Yeah. That's what I want to be an expert in. Are they called herbs? I would love that. Probably. I was trying to look for like the word on Google. Sound, sound crazy. I have no idea. I get what you're saying. Yes, that is beautiful. Yes, ma'am. Really? I bought five and below. I got you. And you talked about like garlic, echinacea. Like you talk about everything. Like, and I love that book. I love it today because oh. herbal medicine is the way to go now. Literally. Dr. Sebi said it. Mm-hmm. If you don't know about Dr. Sebi, I need to go read about that man. That's exactly who always come up when I'm like Googling stuff. So what would the title of your autobiography be called? Uh, I was thinking about this recently. I have it in my notes, which is crazy that you asked, but I would like to name it Inspired by Me, only because every time I think about, like, anything that I've created, when I try to, like, look at people who inspire me, I could never come up with anybody. And it's like, I'm always pushing myself, inspiring myself, coming up with new ideas by myself, so I feel like that would be nice. And then I also don't give myself enough credit, so to just do something like that, and then it's, like, 100% for me. I think that would be nice. That's really a beautiful name. It's the simple, the simpleness in it that makes it beautiful. Saying like you do not give yourself enough props. And I'm glad that you can acknowledge that. That is beautiful. So I'm like, it will probably come off as like cocky, but like that's like the whole opposite. Only thing that's being cocky, honestly, or showing some type of like you're being authentic to yourself and you're saying like, you're getting all your inspiration by you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're mm-hmm. the one that's refilling your creativity. You're the one that's picking yourself up when you feel discouraged. You're the one wiping your own tears. Exactly. So like it's more than just a title. Like it's really pain, sweat, and tears. Like if they don't know that they, they need to go, they need to shut up. Like, don't even speak. Most definitely you pass by check off rail. <laughs> I've been waiting to like talk to you. Um, no, I was so excited. Bro, you I had the flu right now. And look what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, that was me a couple of weeks ago. But I feel like everybody been getting sick lately. They have. It's flu season, allergy season, COVID still going around, sinus infections mm-hmm. going around, RSV. Oh, that's what I had. Sinus infection it was so bad. What you had both of them, the sinus sinus infection and the flu? It felt like both. 
it felt like a sinus infection but when I went to the doc- doctor and think it was a sinus infection but like my whole body was like I just did not want to move but then my sinuses was like on fire it was just awful heck no bro it's getting dangerous out here See, that's why I got to learn all that. Yeah, guys, I like her very much so. And we're going to have a good conversation. So go ahead, sit back, relax, and let's get right into it. So, Miss Chanel, tell us about yourself. Like, they don't know about you. I don't even know about you. So let's, let's go ahead and get into you. I like to think of myself as a very creative person, but I always have a hard time expressing that. And I've done a lot of stuff. Like, I've tapped into a whole bunch of different stuff throughout these past couple of years. But ever since I was younger, I've always been like that, like sewing stuff, uh, just designing, creating stuff. That's always been my passion because I get bored very easily. Like if I can't throw my own ideas or have creative freedom and stuff, then I'm just not interested. So originally I was like designing clothes and doing that for a couple of years, Um I started when I was, like, really young. Like, I got my first sewing machine at, like, 9, 10. So that's what I was, like, that was my passion for a while. I was looking into going to school for that. But, like, I got bored with it. And so I can't, I was doing hair. I was doing so much different stuff. And I tried to stay consistent with one thing. So hopefully, like, writing, well, writing feels right. Out of all the stuff that I did, like, writing, express myself through my words that's like the only thing that I have been like 100% passionate about so that's what I've been focusing on a lot but I'm also like very to myself so it's always hard for me to share my work so with my book that was the first time I ever like really put something out there and then it still makes me real nervous like I get very anxious because I'm so used to keeping stuff to myself but I feel like when you're like really creating stuff and really passionate about it yeah, put it out there. So that's what I'm still learning now. I think this year, well, not even this year, but like these past two years really helped me like figure out who I am. Because as a child, I was always by myself, but I was always doing something. I was always into something. Through high school, I was real standoffish. And I don't know, I was like unhappy a lot through my high school years. Because I just didn't know who I am. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I came straight out of high school and I was um, majoring in nursing. Whole time I hated it. I did not like it. I was like falling asleep during lectures. So it was like really tough during like 2020 trying to figure out what I wanted to do. That's when I got heavily into clothes and stuff. And then 2021, I started writing and I always knew I wanted to write a book, but I was trying to do fiction. So I will always stop. And it took me a a year a whole year to get to this point where it's like I have to write about myself and my own experiences and stuff like that so I do get like stuck and confused a lot with who I am but I've been coming out of that lately I just like to do what like be authentic do what feels right I try to stay away from like what other people are into or doing like what looks like it's going to be fun or something that I think I'll be into and try to just I don't know how to explain it but like just stay authentic to myself that is beautiful I love how like you're finding yourself in the midst of your creativity yeah it's crazy that's how that's how I be though like for real because I can relate to that on so many levels like I'm the same way I do get bored fast and that's what mm-hmm. people and things in general like if you're not interested yeah I don't, 
Like, I don't want to be around you. <laughs> I know that sounds messed up, but that's just me. But I think that's really beautiful, especially how you have healthy outlets as well, you know, like yeah, to release whatever needs to be released. Because I remember when I was in elementary school, my art teacher, her name is Miss Kemp. I would never forget this lady. I hope she don't forgive me either. <laughs> she was my art teacher. She was like, art is what happens when you let your feelings go. And I was like, what? It's just now clicking to me what that really means. I was like, I gotta write that in my notes. Bro, she was like, if it is to be, it is up to me. Art is what happens when you let your feelings go. And I have been living by that quote since it made sense to me. I love that. And I'm like, Laura bless Miss Camp. <laughs> like, for real. Never <laughs> needed to hear it, understood it. Literally. And I was one of those two that understood it. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, that's why we tell people, like, art doesn't always have to be drawing and stuff. Like, whatever you create, that's your art. And people don't understand that, though. So, like, what made you start writing? Like, That's been, like, ever since I was in elementary school, that's been the only thing where I was consistently good at it. Like, I never questioned my writing. But when I was younger, like, the teachers, like, I would get praised for, like, the essays that I write. But to me, it's like, well, I'm in school. Like, I'm supposed to be doing good at that. But then when I got to college and they're, like, write five pages, six pages, eight pages. And I would tell people and they'd be like, oh my God. But like, to me, it's nothing like I was excited about that. So that's how I knew I was like, like maybe I'm, maybe this is what I have to do. So earlier this year, well, like this summer, I just started writing out my feelings. And then I'm like, all right, like I could put all of this together. And then I will always write stuff in my notes, advice to myself, advice that I would give people. And I'm like, why, like, why am I keeping it in my notes? Why am I keeping all of this to myself? So I um I brought me a little laptop and I just started writing. We love the origin story. Who knew that the origin story would get you so far? That'd be the shocking theory of so like when you write, how do you deal with creative block? I study other people, like people whose work I admire, like books that I have in my room. I'll go look at I'll read some pages, look at how they put it out there. I'll read like let me think of a Ruby Carr, for example, I'll read like her backstory. I'll go read like Joel Osteen stuff about him. I'll reread his book, and it just like reinspires me. And that's the question that should be on everybody's forehead because I feel like if it's not pleasing to you, then who are you really doing it for? Yes, that's why I have to keep on reminding myself because like it's no reason I should be getting stuck when I'm writing about myself. I'm writing stuff that relates to me. So do you feel like at times, like, you try to, like, write what the people would like instead of, like, what you like? I did when I first started writing, yes. Mm, that makes so much sense. And I feel like that's what people forget. Like, the more that you be your authentic self, the more that you're going to draw people of your soul, in a way. Like, your soul tribe, or whatever you want to say. That's when you start to, like, that's how I got gravitated towards you, bro. I found you on, bro, I found you on TikTok. That's so crazy. And so many people were telling me, like, this is a sign, like people were messaging me I'm like that's so crazy because when you're really being authentic the people that are supposed to find you are going to find you literally and that's when you start to see that support comes from strangers the most yes it's insane like the most support comes from people that you don't even know like you don't know nothing about them and here they are just rooting for you times like I never never expected that that means all your hard work is just paying off literally for sure. But, like, I hope, I really feel like you're going to go far. Like, I really do. Glad to be here before this blows up. And it's what? so crazy. 
because all the time I'm like, what would I say in an interview? How would I answer these questions? And then you reach out to me, I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, it was literally meant to be. It's called it's divine like, timing, boy. Crazy. And it's a thing. I didn't think it was real. Me either. I hear people say it, and I'm like, bye. It's a coincidence. But it's like, when it actually happens, it's like, wow. Like, everything is lining up accordingly. Literally, like, it still happened, like, back to back. Like, one after another. And then I'm like, okay, this ain't no coincidence. <laughs> like, this <laughs> is a coincidence. <laughs> now i know literally and i'm like that'd be the i think that's like the most happiest point where i'm like okay i see my my seeds growing so i'm gonna keep on playing yeah. school. like i ain't got no twist but to because i like how to spill so i'm gonna keep on going exactly especially like when you're like a ceo like a, a entrepreneur anything that's like self-doing it feels different mm-hmm. because like nobody knows the whole work behind the scenes for real like they only see what you yeah. produce and they only see what you show them. Like nobody knows about the tears you done cried, about how you want yeah. how you give up, like I, about how you didn't believe in yourself for real. And it'd be crazy. That's the real tea. Oh and people don't be transparent enough for that about me. Like people be like, "Oh, it's a breeze." Be for real with yourself. And no, like it's not a breeze. It's going to be hard. Stop lying to people. Like the beginnings is always the hardest. Like. Yeah. Get that rhythm, finding your space, finding your groove, finding your aesthetic. It's real awkward at first. It it is very awkward to the point. It's literally a point. It's a re- literally a new rebirth. Uh huh. And that's yeah. where it's uncomfortable. Start questioning yourself, mm-hmm. second guessing. It gets scary sometimes. Boy, say, but that's like you gotta you gotta put a hundred percent trust in yourself because you're doing everything yourself. Mm hmm. And that. And that part for me was crazy because I had trust issues. And it just really showed me, like, dang, why don't it, like, why can I trust myself? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Yes. Like, why do I not trust myself? And I literally saw myself go through so much and I've been here through it all. So why do I not trust me mm-hmm. making decisions for my own betterment? But I think it's because of the risk that's involved. Sure. It's, do we play it safe or do we say effort we ball? Because I feel like it was so much stuff that I did before and, like, I didn't see it through or I didn't wait to see progress. So now I'm like, what if I stop right before I get to where I was supposed to be? It's so hard putting, like, all that trust in myself. Literally, and people don't know about that for real. Like, Mm -hmm. that battle that you had to have with yourself to continue to go. Yeah, that probably I think to me that's the most hardest part of the whole entire process because it's like even when people are sending you messages even when people are working with you encouraging you no matter like how much good things you hear you really gotta have that within yourself you gotta tell yourself to keep going literally and that's why I be trying to uh you know that song Love Yours by J. Cole Mm-mm. girl that song be on repeat basically in his song the message that he was saying was you have to be content with yourself because there's always going to be somebody with something that's better than you regardless like that's just how it is but if you keep on like wanting more you're you ain't never going to be appreciative of your blessings and they're going to go away because like you're being greedy because like oh i want this i want that i want that mm-hmm. not knowing like all that matters See, if you that's what i'm it. struggling with right now bro and it's everybody struggle with that I struggle with that too, but I'm coming more content with what I do have. Being more present. You know, like, I'm not on the streets. I got a house over my head. I got creativity out the ass. I'm able to do a lot of things that people can't even do at this age. I'm exactly in the middle of a prayer that I've been asking for. So let me be present and shut up. 
a word. Like, that's all you can do. That's really what I got to work on. And it's hard. It's going to take some time because it's like, once you used to not having nothing for real, well, I ain't going to say that, but it's like when you become a word, you start to see things for what it is, you know? People don't understand, like, when you do anything, like a business or whatever you do, the why got to be bigger than just money. It got to be bigger than just Uh money. No, because you just want money. You, 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 like, what? You want a monopoly or something? Yeah, chasing, that's what, chasing money is not going to get you anywhere. You got to have, like you said, the why and then have purpose behind what you're doing. Exactly. And people don't understand that. Like, they just want to follow the trends and stuff. You feel me? They don't want to be set apart or be weird. Or not even weird. I ain't going to say weird because I'm weird. But they don't want to be themselves. They feel like they got to follow a trend or have what everybody else have. You know? And it's like, uh-huh. once people got that little stigma, maybe life will be a little bit more smoother for them. I feel like a lot of things people see, like you said, people don't show what's going on in the background. So they see one person picking up a camera posting videos on their YouTube and they see the success so like oh let me go pick up a camera but that's not really what you're passionate about that's not really what you want to do you just see the lifestyle you see the money and you think you're about to go get that but you're not thinking about all the hard work that's going into it that's why like you got to have passion behind everything you do or you you're not really going to keep going you're not really going to keep doing it literally because you're going to run out of fuel for real the why is what's going to keep on refilling you like when you feel drained, that why gonna get you back pumped up at least enough where you can fulfill what you gotta do. I literally just wrote that somewhere. Bro, are you serious? I'm trying to think. It might have been in that ebook that I just did. Get out my head. <laughs> get out my head. That's crazy. Bro, this is weird. This is not weird in a bad way, but like, what the freak? <laughs> like, what the freak? But I'm telling you, it was meant for me to talk to you. It was meant for me to reach out and talk to you. This is crazy. Like, yeah. oh my God. Jesus, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Woo, thank you, God. That's all I gotta say. But no, literally. Um, okay. So how do you um how do you balance your work and your regular life? To-do lists and planners and notes. I'm one of those people where if it's not in my face or I don't see it written down, it don't exist. Like I love my planner, <laughs> I love my calendar. I can't like I can't do anything without it. Like if I don't have a list of what I got to do today, I will sit here and do absolutely nothing because I don't know why my brain works like that, but that's how I balance everything. Like I have set days, like if I want to post some content, if I want to write something, I literally write it down to the time that I got to start. By the time I want to be finished, what I'm doing after that, what time I want to go get coffee, <laughs> like what time I'm eating lunch, I write everything down. And then also if I have plans, I try to keep those plans. I don't say, well, I feel like I need to stay here and write a little bit longer. I go do that. Or if I'm writing and like my sister or somebody asked me to go do something, I finish what I'm doing. So I don't like ever stop what I'm doing to go do something else. Uh, heavy on the planners in the calendar. I'm the same yeah. way. I will literally sit here and not do anything for real because I'll be tired. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I will put the whole world to not disturb and don't care. Uh-huh. Oh, I love to do that. Girl, always, 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 <laughs> always, because I be having to recharge myself. Yeah. And I just want to know, like, how long did it take you to write? Like, what was the process of you creating your book? Well, it took me about, like, three or four weeks to write the book, but to perfect it, it took five months. So it started, like I said, I was just writing stuff in my notes. And then when I'm, like, I'm, like, okay, I want to, like, write a book. So... 
I started Googling a lot. And I'll tell you, Google will kill your dreams so fast. It's like, um, don't self-publish. Wait for a publisher. And then you read reviews about people who waited for a publisher. They get told no. They waiting for years. So I had to, like, give myself a pep talk. Like, just do it by yourself. So I started writing my outline. Um, I wrote, like, my little quotes and stuff, what I wanted to talk about. And it was it's one chapter in my book that was like really hard for me to write that took me about two weeks to get through. So that's how I knew it was gonna be good because it's like real feelings behind everything that I was writing. So after I did that, the rest I flew by that in like a week. Um, the part that I underestimated was the editing and actually having the book. When I printed my first copy, I got off of work. I did not open it for a couple hours because I was so scared to see what it looked like and it humbled me a lot the book was good but it was like so many mistakes within it I had to fix that but I don't want to say it was easy because it wasn't easy but it was the whole process was fun because I got to do it myself and I didn't have anybody else telling me oh you should change this you should take this out and I didn't have to wait for anybody to tell me yes so that's what that was like even still now to this day (laughs) I like still want to change some stuff but I'm like it's cool like it would never be 100% perfect but it's 100% authentic so it's okay with me that's all that matters period mm-hmm. so when is what is one of the most um surprising things that you've learned while publishing your book first of all I don't know why like I didn't think this was gonna happen, but I got tired of it for a while like I didn't want to talk about my book I didn't want to read the book no more because I don't read it a million times I didn't seen the cover a million times so I never like thought that I would get tired of it or tired of talking about it that's surprising like I love my book I'm proud of it but sometimes as I, I want to you know I want to talk about it all the time but it's like that's something that I was working on for a while that's why so it's like new to everybody else so people still gonna ask questions obviously and I'm always be grateful and answer questions and talk about it but like you know, when you see an artist performing a song, you're like, I know they're tired of singing that song. That's how it feels. And then another thing that, like, surprised me was definitely all the po- all the positive feedback. Because I don't know why I thought I was going to get a lot of criticism, but it's like I'm the only person that, like, be criticizing anything that I do. So all the positive feedback from, like, my sisters and strangers, that really shocked me. I'm grateful for that. My last question would be, any advice for anyone who's trying to self-publish their own book? I'll get them too much stuff now. Um, The first thing is to have fun when you're doing it. Like, it's okay to take a break and walk away, like you said earlier. Just step away from it sometimes if you're not, like, 100% feeling into it. Because if it's not making you happy, then you're not going to, I feel like you're not going to put your best work out. So if it's not fun, then... Come back when it feels fun. Also, the main thing that I had to tell myself, this is like the biggest piece of advice I would give anybody, you do not have to do it how everybody else did it. Like I said, Google was really crushing my dreams because they would tell you like, self-published authors don't get far. Um, they don't make that much money. Nobody knows who they are. You have to wait for a publisher. But then you hear people saying they got told no six, 10 times. So do whatever works for you. And then don't take criticism from people who you do not admire or people who work you do not admire. 
because like it'll be easy for somebody to tell me oh your book is not that good but it's like show me your book what book have you wrote you know what I mean it's like saying put your money where your mouth is exactly and if you can't do that shut up talking to me like (laughs) period that that was a beautiful piece of advice I love that it was simple it was not too much and not enough it was literally what they need to hear because that was straight facts no cap that's beautiful well I'm glad to literally have you here on my podcast and they're definitely going to enjoy this conversation the most because a lot of my listeners are like just they're literally just like us so many dreams and goals to accomplish so I was like let them know that anything is possible you can literally be anything that you want to be so I feel like my podcast is somewhat of the start to help people that's why we have spotlight Fridays where I bring up like somebody that I feel like is hard working and deserve to have a spotlight and we gonna talk like what thank you this was so fun it felt so natural too I thought I was gonna be nervous but like you made me feel so welcome I try to make it feel natural as possible like literally because I'm like I'm not I'm not a famous person I'm I'm literally just a regular person with a regular life just like you Mm-hmm. And I try to make it feel more comfy so we don't have to do the nervousness. You know, I try to make sure I can at least create a safe place within myself so my guests can feel comfortable to share and be vulnerable with me. And it was so fun because, like, I've been wanting to really, like, talk about my book and talk about, like, how I got here. But, like, I had no reason to just randomly start having that conversation with somebody. And I promise you, if I felt, like, anxious, I definitely would have flaked on you. But I was so excited to do this. I just love that. You, I just want you to know you're never a to my podcast. And you're most definitely are going to be back on here. Like, thank you so much. 